tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash Boost by Tax Day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Everyone has an opinion, but he's got the Von Hessler Doctrine. Eric Von Hessler on WSB. Live from Sherwood Forest, Hour 1, the radio hour of the Von Hessler Doctrine begins now. I am the aforementioned Eric Von Hessler. You are listening to the fastest growing radio show in America. Doctrinaires abound. Man of a thousand voices. Tim Andrews is here. Oh my goodness! How Morning, many years? Stretch. How many years is it going to take before this guy understands that you have to hit that little button before the people in their cars and their homes and their offices can hear you? I let's, apologize. Let's try this again. Man of a thousand voices, Tim Andrews is here. Good morning, Stretch. Hurrah! She's always adorable, always entertaining. Autumn Fisher is here. Hello, my mic is on. It certainly <laughs> is. Don't rub it in now. And the handsomest <laughs> producer in all of producery, Jared Yamamoto, is here with us. What's up, guys? I'll tell you what. <laughs> up. I have to have answers to something before we get to headlines. I drive in every. I get off at. Uh, I, I get. The, I take the connector in, right? And uh, well, what I say by connector is not really the one you're thinking of. Anyway, what I want to know is this uh, monstrosity that's being built on that Peachtree Bridge over 85 going to Deering Road. What in the world is going on there? Have you seen this, Jared? Is this I haven't. No, of course you have. You've driven over the peace tree. They look like swimming pool oh, noodles yes, yes, that yes. are being stretched. <laughs> this thing was supposed to be done by April. I don't know what it is. It looks ugly as can be, and I don't know what's taking so long. It's kind of rusting, too. It's rusting. They've been doing it so long that you can actually see rust is building up over the bolts and the things. Are What we're looking at, and it's backing up traffic like crazy it's ridiculous are we looking at the inside of a sign or something or is there going to be something is that art is that yes they yeah, are is your, is your microphone on my microphone is on. go ahead yes okay those stop being a bridge bully first okay. all right second of all <laughs> these are arches that are going to be on both sides of the bridge but now but they, have ugly. A, they have an illuminated sign that people can see from the cars it says peach tree and if you're walking across the bridge there'll be little uh, animated images of buildings how how long is this going to take? Uh, I imagine a couple more months. Uh, it was supposed to be done by the end of April, right? right? And uh, it's 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 just ugly. It looks horrific. And if the whole thing was supposed to be done by the end of April, they're still on one side of of the road. They got to go to the other side and build this monstrosity on the other side as well. So this isn't going to be done till next year. Wh- what is it? Well, a lot of it those... better be special, Jared. It better be the most glorious art when it's done because it has put more people out for more months. I want to know what I just I don't. It's understand. a bookend to the other bridge at Ralph McGill. They'll both look similar, and they spend all that money on it. And it doesn't matter that Cheshire Bridge Road is like driving in a minefield. Well, that's true. They could spend their their money uh, making Cheshire Bridge an actual road, but uh, I don't. I just don't understand what this is. Is there any artist? Uh, mock-up, some conception of what this is going to look like when it's done? Because it better be worth it. 
You try to go across that bridge at noon on Peachtree, it's impossible, and this thing is taking forever, so I don't know. If it, go ahead. Atlanta is offering a bridge to opportunity, Eric. Uh, all will have been worth it. I, cannot, I can't see what Alan is showing me because my... But let's do this! Oh, that's the artist rendering. <laughs> Basically, it looks like swimming pool noodles that are stuck together. It, it looks terrible. I'm assuming if it's going to be nice... That's got to be the inside of some other signage, something along, which means it's going to take forever. Anyway, let's do this. Headlines for Thursday. I demand. Oh, I'm sorry to step on you there, voice lady, but uh, I I don't know. Doug Turnbull, somebody from traffic, Mark Aram. Can somebody tell me what is the, like when we were all being uh, put out by the bridge repair, we knew what was going on. We knew there was going to be a bridge there, a nice shiny bridge when it was all over. What is this backup for? People being paid for months and months and months to work on this thing, and every day you go past it, it doesn't seem to have moved one inch closer to whatever it's supposed to be. It makes no sense to me. Anyway, give me some headlines. Our uh, Twitter warrior is at it again. Uh, President Trump has now attacked MSNBC's Morning uh, Morning Joe co-host uh, Mika Brzezinski and, and Joe Scar. future wife. And future wife, that's right. They're the lovebirds. That's right. So Joe Scarborough and Mika were attacked on Twitter by him earlier this morning. Well, what did he say? What, what did he? What was his thing? All right. So it's two tweets here. He said, "I heard poorly rated." Hold on. Hold on. I heard poorly rated Morning Joe speaks badly of me. Don't watch anymore. Then how come low IQ Crazy Mika, along with Psycho Joe, came to Mar-a-Lago three nights in a row around New Year's Eve and insisted on joining me? She was bleeding badly from a facelift. I said no. I mean, it was just running down her face. Blood everywhere. And she wore a white dress. What is wrong with this lady? Hold on. What is she? The Breaking news, I just had a refresher. Oh, it wasn't. Well, what? hold on one second. First, <laughs> let me figure out what's going on here. The, the President of the United States, in his tweet against Morning Joe and his uh, lovely co-host, Mika, I say lovely because they're in love. So, supposedly, they showed up at Mar-a-Lago New Year's Eve or around New Year's. And they wanted to meet up with Trump. He said, no, you can't. But somehow he was close enough to figure out that she was bleeding from, from a, a facelift. <laughs> a Mr. Richard Fader from Fort Wayne, New Jersey writes and says, Dear Don, Rosanna, Donna, Don. <laughs> I can't. I mean. Also, hang on. Yeah. Hold on. Are you tweeting now? Can I- I'm going to write this one. Morning, Joe hooked up with his co-host, Mika. They're going to get married. Okay, look, you're doing it wrong, Joe. you got to go younger. Not some lady that's got stitches in her neck. <laughs> Never before. I don't understand why the president is so involved with this feud with Morning Joe. I guess they used to be friends. I think they used to be friends, and they, they were somewhat friendly to Trump when he first started his campaign. And then it all fell apart. They they said we don't like you anymore. I don't like. But you know the president actually, if you look at he's 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 I don't know if he's on a roll right now, but he's had a good couple of weeks. You know, and he really needs to forget about the fact that some people don't like him. This is something that I tell a lot of people when they get radio shows or they're trying to make a name for themselves. You cannot if you're going to be disappointed. If some people don't like you, don't get into the business, right? This is what I tell them, what I would tell Donald Trump. There are people who hate the Beatles. If the Beatles didn't get everybody, you're probably not going to get everybody. And when you are loved 
so strongly by a certain segment of the population. This holds true for entertainers, TV people, radio people, and and politicians. And Trump straddles those worlds. When you when there's a group of people who love you deeply, it's automatic that the people who don't like you are going to really not like you. They're going to hate you as much as the people who love you love you. And before you get out there and get on stage and let the curtain go up, that has to be something that you just understand. Who cares? You're the President of the United States. Why do you care that the uh, host of Morning Joe on MSNBC don't like you. It should be something that never occurs to him again. They don't like him. I got all these other people over here who love me. But it's a mistake. When I first started doing stand-up comedy back in the 80s, and the only reason that I did it is because I didn't want to have a real job. And I wasn't very good at it, but there were so many comedy clubs, there was work everywhere. And in the beginning, I, I would make the mistake where you'd be in front of 100 people, and if 99 are enjoying if you have one heckler right? 99 people are enjoying it. One person is heckling you. The comedian that doesn't know what they're doing starts focusing on the one person that doesn't like the show and not understanding that we're in a room of 100 people and 99 of them are not heckling me. It is a, it's, it's an amateur mistake to blow that. Every time the president tweets about Morning Joe, more people find out who Morning Joe is. For, he's the, been the morning guy on MSNBC for a decade now. If 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 uh, Trump didn't tweet about them, most people would never have heard of them. Uh, and that's what the comedian does when he focuses in on the one heckler. You elevate that person, and now you got to beat them. So it just seems silly to me. It's funny. It's funny that he says that she was bleeding from her. Leg. I mean, it was gross. <laughs> vicious. I mean, Breaking news, it was not a facelift. Okay, Mika. It was just a blood facial, which is <laughs> different. very good for the skin and rejuvenating. Don't you think Back you should... You. I knew you guys were vampires. You should, uh, you should uh, probably clean that up before you go out on New Year's Eve, however. Breaking news, the longer you keep it on your face, the better you look. Back to you, Eric. <laughs> Thank you, Mika. Thank you. Jared, yes. Yeah, did you see Mika's response back? Uh, no, I did not. So she just responded back, and she said she uh, took a screenshot of a Cheerio, a Cheerio cereal box where it says, made for little hands, and it's got a little child oh, reaching down for, to try to get the bowl of cereal. Nothing wrong, believe me. I'll show you. Come on over. <laughs> That's another thing. That's another Put thing. a bag on your head. <laughs> That's another thing I don't understand is why the left think this thinks that this accusation that Trump's hands are small is, uh, does anybody care? Is uh, To me, the, the left seems to think that that's the zinger, man. Woo-ha! We got him. It's never, I've never thought that that was important. If somebody might care. Well, she might. I mean, uh, <laughs> as a man who walks around and has walked around through this life with uh, rather large hands, uh, prominent <laughs> nose... And a size 15 shoe. You put the pieces together. Big I, shoes, big gloves. You know what I'm saying? I uh, guess <laughs> I have never had to worry about this sort of thing. But I don't know. It's funny, but I, I just don't know what, why is the president. He's got so much going on. You know. Singing North. Joe. Singing Joe and his records. <laughs> <laughs> you got one more tweet for Singing Joe? Yeah. By the way, I've heard better music. <laughs> I've heard better music in North Korea. <laughs> Yeah, but his EP dropped last week, remember? Did you listen to it, Trump? You know what? Mika's butt dropped 20 years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, At least it's not bleeding. (laughs) 
that you can tell. <laughs> Do we have time for another story? I don't know. What am I supposed to say about this other than it's ridiculous? He's got the North Korea thing going on, the Syria thing going on. Uh, it's supposed to be whatever week this week at the White House and all anybody's going to be talking about on CNN. The travel ban goes into play, into effect tonight. Uh a lot of things to talk about. Again, and I always want to point out to people, the one thing that no one's talking about anywhere that is the most important, most dangerous thing to you in the future, nuclear proliferation. It's still happening, people. But we'll talk about Mika's face bleeding. It's more fun. All right, more headlines when we return. Entertaining. Honest. Independent thinker. Eric Von Hessler. Every day at 11. And listen to both of the Daily Von Hessler Doctrine Hours anytime with a WSB radio app. Hit the Listen on Demand tab. And find on your desktop at evhdoctrine.com. That's right. We're back. And there are more headlines. Jared Yamamoto. Warren Buffett thinks that Warren Buffett. Yeah, he's back in the headlines. Idiot savant. He thinks that if this bill is passed, the American Health Care Act has only one purpose, to help the already wealthy make even more money. Oh, let's hear him. I will be given a 17% tax cut, and the people that's direct to that are couples with 250000 or more of income. You can entitle this, you know, Relief for the Rich Act. Okay, Warren, you're a gazillionaire, and you want to still be seen as cool by the cool kids. You want Hollywood actors to think you're really cool, because, but even though you're a gazillionaire. So. I buy my suits at Target. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're just a down-to-earth. <laughs> <Not> a normal <laughs> guy. <laughs> this guy, I say idiot savant, because uh, obviously he's great at picking stocks. But every time he speaks about the greater economy, he... I don't even know if he believes what he's saying, or I really, truly think he wants to be invited to Tom Hanks' next Hollywood soiree or something. So let me just break this. Here it is one more time. I will be given a 17% tax cut, and the people that's direct to that are couples with 250000 or more of income. You can entitle this, you know, Relief for the Rich Act. Time for some knowledge here. Some knowledge needs to be dropped here. Uh, you're a gazillionaire. You're not in the same boat as people who make $250,000 a year. Here's one of the main problems with the left when it comes to the economy and the so-called rich. Let's take two homes next to each other. This is a, a mistake to say a home makes $250,000, therefore they're in some particular situation. They've got a bunch of money. We should be able to take money from them. Let's say on the left side home is a gay married couple couple. They have no kids. They're both very successful, and they make $250,000. They've got no kids. They've got no college. They don't have to worry about anything. The home right next to them brings in $250,000. They have four teenagers. They're all bright. Dad and mom have to worry about putting them all through college over the next five years, and guess what? Mom got old, and they didn't want to put her in a home, so down in the basement or upstairs, they are doing home care for for mom. You see what I'm saying here? What I'm saying is two hundred to say that a household has two hundred and fifty thousand dollars and so therefore should be treated in this way by uh, the uh, by the tax people is not reality. Reality is you have a different situation inside of every home. And for this idiot savant, which I call him an idiot savant, Warren Buffett to say that everybody, every household that makes $250,000 should be treated the same way by the IRS only proves that we should, uh, there, there's more emphasis on the idiot than savant in that one. Warren Buffett, 
is a rich man who wants to play with the cool kids. It's that simple. Hey, we've got some WTF with Autumn Fisher when we return. Welcome back. I'm Eric Von Hessler. This is the Von Hessler Doctrine. The other voices you hear are the doctrinaires. Before we get to WTF, just with this Warren Buffett, I just wanted to, you know, don't trust mega rich people who claim to speak for the little guy. First of all, don't trust anyone who, speak, who claims to speak for the little guy, because before you can speak for the little guy, first you have to look out and see little people. Remember that. And the ultra, ultra rich who speak out for the little guy, are they always have their own angle. And this Warren Buffett's angle is, I know I'm a gazillionaire, but I want to be loved by everybody. Look at me. I play a ukulele. <laughs> I'm such a rich guy, and I'm goofy, and please, Tom Hanks, uh, please invite me to your next Hollywood party. But you have to admit that song Mar- Margaritaville is really catchy. Yes, it is. It's fantastic. But I just I don't. Is that the right Buffett? No, that's the about? wrong Buffett. So, no, you're thinking of the other Buffett. Uh, uh, what's the other Buffett? Jimmy. Jimmy Buffett, uh, who, yeah. who apparently only writes songs about food and drink, which is fine. I guess cheeseburger in paradise. That's not the poor, Buffett. Poor people. <laughs> that's not the Buffett I'm talking about. Healthcare in paradise. <laughs> So, you know, these guys, uh, when you're a gazillionaire, you can, it doesn't matter to Warren Buffett how high taxes go. You could raise taxes to 70%, and he could pay it just fine and have another gazillion dollars. What matters is when you're somebody that's moving up and you finally moved into making $100,000 or $150,000. And as I said before, if you have no children, $250,000 is one thing. If you have seven, it's a completely different thing. And for people like Warren Buffett to act like every household who makes $250,000 all falls into the same category is, you know, it's a lie. It's a, this guy just happens to be good at picking stocks. I've never heard him speak on any issue issue outside of picking stocks where he's made any sense to me. He's an idiot, and we're going to do this. What the? What the? What the? Seriously, what the? WTF with Autumn Fisher. That's right, Autumn Fisher. Have you ever seen him when he, look at me, I'm playing my ukulele. Bling, bling, bling. In his cheap suit. Oh, what a moron. Anyway, okay, WTF. Give us some WTF stories. Autumn Fisher. Okay, Dunkin' Donuts is being sued because its, quote, steak sandwich doesn't contain any steak. Um, but the question is, what exactly is steak? That is the question. <laughs> First question Which is something I've never asked myself yeah. until now. Well, that's what the Von Hesser Doctrine is here for, to go through all okay. the issues and, and, and define the world around us. First of all, who's the person who gets a, what is it, a steak and egg sandwich? Who's the person who gets a sandwich at Dunkin' Donuts and expects there's going to be... A steak, as if you're at a what a porter steak is going to be on that. What's going to porterhouse? As, as if you're uh, as if you're on a uh, at some steakhouse. You're going to who believes that's what they're going to get from Dunkin' Donuts? Secondly, the word steak, Autumn, as you know, hmm. is uh, it's very broad because uh, when I was growing up, we were poor as could be. And uh, thank God there are people like Warren Buffett out there looking looking out for us. Uh, we were as poor as can be, and we would often have Salisbury steak. I don't think that's steak. You it's mean hamburger? Like, it's hamburger with gravy on it. <laughs> yeah. they, 
<laughs> they call it Salisbury steak, and uh, there are a few other things that are referred to as steak that are actually ground chuck with Jared Yamamoto at the steak desk. Yeah, I've got the steak desk. It's from dictionary.com here. Steak is high-quality beef taken from the hindquarters of the animal, typically cut into thick, thick slices that are cooked by broiling or frying. Okay, but my point is many things, such as the Salisbury steak and other types <laughs> of steak, use the word steak. Now, Dunkin' Donuts is saying Angus beef, which well, right. I don't even know what that is, but it, it apparently it's a word that's supposed to mean quality. Angus-style beef. That's right. quality. And it's calling it Angus beef, yeah. and that it has irresistible flavors of Angus steak. Ah, you see? That's, it's, that's They're not the, actually saying, like, yeah. oh, Dunkin' Donuts is installing you know, yeah. a, a, a grill yeah. <laughs> next and to we're gonna do it that, yeah. the donut maker. With, All that matters is, does that it taste place. good? Anybody who goes through, a, look, if you get any food while you're in your car, okay, let's just look at it. Just look. If you are served food while you're still in your car, um, I think looking for quality is real mistake. You're you're looking for the you're on the move. Ruth Chris doesn't have a drive through. <laughs> no, they don't. It turns out places who actually have quality and and look, I love Dunkin' Donuts sandwiches. All that matters is what it tastes like. And uh, so th- this is a frivolous. But they're lawsuit. complaining that you're, they're able to charge more by calling it "quote steak." Yeah, okay. And, well, and, and implying that it's a superior product. I, I read some of this, and the lady said, "I paid fifty cents more for this, or something like that." She's doing a <laughs> class action lawsuit based on fifty cents. This is how it's supposed to work in a capitalist society. I bought something, I paid for it, right. I, I ate it. I didn't dig it. I didn't think it was worth the money. Now, what is the proper thing to do before you call your lawyer to make a personal decision? I'm not going to buy that thing from that place anymore and move on with your life. No, I'm going to sue him. No, you got to tweet about it, too. Social justice. Oh, I'm sure she did, too. I'm sure she has like a a whole... Oh, look at this. She has a GoFundMe page for all the trauma of not eating real steak. It's absurd. You go Dunkin' Donuts is good fast food, I think. I've always found. Some places are good. Some are better than others. But... uh, you know, to, stick to, to donuts. Go to yeah. Dunkin' Donuts. That's what they specialize in. Although, yeah, don't go to McDonald's and ask for lasagna. Yeah, you're right. And you know what? The donuts. No one's saying the donuts aren't donuts. That's right. That's hey, a, these donuts ain't donuts. You're getting exactly <laughs> what you pay for with the donuts. Although I got to say, I think the Dunkin' Donuts. Uh, I'm not paid in any way to endorse them, but I like their croissants. I think they're very good. All right, wait a minute. What is a crawler? Uh, crawler is a is a Uh-oh. well. It's somewhere between a donut and a, a caterpillar. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I love the crawler. It's a donut that's been a cocoon for yeah. two weeks. Mm. I love that little honeycomb thing yeah, that goes on inside there. There's like the flavors. To, oh, you're making Airy. me hungry. You're mm. making me hungry. Give me another story before I start eating again. A pregnant 19-year-old fatally shot her boyfriend, not because they were arguing, but for YouTube fame. I know. this. Do you know this story? Yeah. You know, this is a sad commentary on not all of us. I don't like the news when they say, what does this say about us? Because usually it says nothing no. about me. You know what it says about a 19-year-old who's pregnant for the second time? Yeah. All and right. then decides that this might be a good idea to uh, do a YouTube stunt and uh, accidentally right. kill her. All right, right wing Betty. And they're Back not even married. There. Get out of there. <laughs> right wing morale, more, more morality <laughs> Betty. Hold on just one second. Sterilize her. I think there's, <laughs> I think there's something else. She should have been sterilized. I think there's something else going on here because she and the boyfriend, who is now dead, I think he was 22 or something. Yes. He's now mm-hmm. dead. Uh, they had a YouTube channel and they would do these YouTube stunts. And this is the problem. They were actively looking for YouTube fame. I don't know that this 
lady is ever going to do jail time or should. If you look at the Twitter stuff beforehand and right. what she was putting out there, she was basically saying, we're going to do a very dangerous stunt. They had done stunts in the past, and uh, it's his idea, not mine. And he would talk her into doing this as their next stunt because they kept ratcheting it up, ratcheting it up, and they wanted to be YouTube stars. Uh, the stunt was... He's going to hold a book in front of his chest. It was like a big encyclopedia. Yeah, and he believed for some reason that that would protect him, and she would shoot the gun. I don't know exactly the caliber of the gun. Uh, so A fifty caliber gun. So uh, Alan Hunt, the man, my Second oh. Amendment go-to dude, tells me it would drop a grizzly bear. Okay, so it was a stupid thing. But the in the story, I believe it's the mother of his mother or grandmother or somebody, they were talking about this. That's why I don't know why you can hold this woman responsible. Mm-hmm. They were talking about this for weeks, and the family got involved and uh, said to him, you don't want to do this, it's too dangerous. And his response to her was, we want to get to 300,000 likes followers, or some yeah. followers, followers, and we want to get famous. We want to get famous. And in this YouTube age, you have a lot of people. I mean, there are shows that I don't watch full of famous people, the real housewives of fill in the blank. But they're famous, right? And then there's a lot of other people who tried to be those people and didn't make it. And now on YouTube, you can create your own thing. And this, what's happened here is it was the, uh, the longing for fame that caused this to happen. Now, I'm not above it. When I was a teenager, look at me. I'm talking in this microphone. We've got a big old show here on WSB. I wanted to be famous, but the way to do it was I don't to go to comedy clubs, go on stage, walk into a radio station, produce shows until you got on the air. There's a way to go about it. Uh, this is a danger in the post-jackass world, as I call it. Mm. I never dug jackass. I just never there dug it. There was a time it. when it was good. Oh, it was not good. I'll tell you why it's not that good. That was fun. It was <laughs> it's good. The fact that you say, I'll do that, does not make you talented. You know, like up to Jackass, if you wanted to have an act, you had to work on your act, right? Like Henny Youngman back in the 50s. Take my wife, yeah, please. Yeah, I did come up with the whole take my wife, and she sits around the house. She really sits around the house, all of that stuff. It was like an act that had to be honed. That's a different thing. Then <clears throat> saying, oh, I'll do it. What, croquet in the nads? Croquet mallet in the nads? I'll do it. That doesn't make you talented. But it No could... one's saying that this jackass guys are talented. Well, they were famous, right? Yeah, but that doesn't mean that you're talented. Look at the Kardashians. <laughs> well, I know. That's, that's, that's what my point is. that The Kardashians have made it, and there's mm-hmm. going to be a lot of human collateral with people trying to be the Kardashians. Remember the balloon boy thing from a few years ago <laughs> where the supposedly the kid was flying on a balloon that had gotten... They, they actually thought their kid was on top of this balloon that was flying over the city. In reality, they were just like this family. They were a YouTube channel. We're trying to get famous family. We're trying to get Spike TV to notice us. And they almost killed their kid. It turned out the kid wasn't on the balloon. So when you walk into a television station, or or if you're picked up by any kind of reputable outfit, they're going to tell you, no, you can't do that. Because our lawyers say that we'll be on the hook for it. We won't get insured. There's no, yeah, there's no, there's not right. nothing here about that. And you know what? The guy's right. If the book would have stopped the bullet, they would have gotten all kinds of looks. It would have been on Dig Newsletter and everywhere, and it would have been seen. Um, so this was, uh, I don't know that you can blame this lady. I think you blame this longing for fame that it seems to be in, uh, almost like a virus now 
uh, amongst uh, teens, young 20s. Everybody wants to be famous. I got news for you. It's like any other job. It's like wanting to be in the NBA or the NFL. Some people make it, most don't. If you want to make it, you're going to have to work hard. And I think people are just looking at her shortcuts. Although they're right. They look at the Kardashians and they think, if they can be famous, mm-hmm. I can be famous. Hard to disagree with that, but here's the human collateral. We'll be back for our final segment in just moments. Entertaining. Honest. Independent thinker. Eric Von Hessler. Every day at 11. And listen to both of the Daily Von Hessler Doctrine Hours anytime with a WSB radio app. Hit the Listen on Demand tab. And find on your desktop at evhdoctrine.com. You know, that guy trying who got killed doing the YouTube stunt... Does a book ever stop a bullet? I mean, I've seen it in the movies. That's uh, the only place. I mean, maybe they had a metal plate in the middle of it or some kind of something. Like a phone book is really uh, thick, too. I, I don't know. Now, we have very little time, so maybe a quick story there, Jared Yamamoto. Yeah, the parents of six Utah high school students filed a lawsuit against three school districts in the state, citing a lack of girls' football teams in, uh, those sta- in the state. Somebody please wake <laughs> up this country. Yeah, but like their parents uh, said, the girls would rather play for high school teams instead of recreational teams. First, oh. of, all, first of all, why why are we even calling them girls anymore? Isn't that some sort of microaggression? It could be. Why doesn't hey? Let's just put the girls on the boys' teams, right? Let's see how or that just goes. Have a human league. I have think a that's human what they want. League. I think that's what they ultimately want is uh, completely intramural. Yeah, the first time uh, the human league was pretty damn good. Well, they were. Don't. Don't you want me? Dun, 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 dun. That that human league worked out. No, I was a- working as a <laughs> high school student <laughs> in a <laughs> I wanted to play football. No, listen. Uh, this is this is silly. Here's the problem. You're not going to get more than 25 girls in the entire state of Utah that are going to want to play football. So they'd all be on one team. Who are they going to play? They want they want the state of Utah to put as much money into a female uh, high school football league as they would with with the boys. But the boys at every school there are boys who want to play and there are teams that can play each other. This doesn't make any sense. And there are people who want to come watch it and pay well, for concessions and stuff like that. All of that, all of that. So let me tell you where this goes. If it actually gets any legs, which I hope that it doesn't, but if it actually gets any legs, what will happen is schools will start dropping their boys football program because it costs too much money to try to do this other thing, and you can't have one with. Without the other, if that's the way the law goes, Jared. The Utah Girls Tackle Football League started in 2015. It started with 50 girls, guys, but now 50 and, girls. How 50 many? Girls, that's, guys. that's two teams. But girl in guys. 2017, <laughs> it's jumped all the way up to 200 girls. So there are some girls that want to play. Are those, that's high school, or that's a those it's are girls who are in their league. 20s? It's a league, okay, so that so could be, that could encompass a lot of things. Like, it's also rec too. That's like women and 35 years old, something like that. I just you know look at a time where. Most parents are beginning to wonder whether their boys should play football because of the concussion stuff. Mm-hmm. This is just needless social justice, whatever. Hey, you want to play football? Make the team. Make the team. Uh, bad weather is coming. You know what that means? That means stay right here with WSB. You don't want to be anywhere else when there's bad weather coming. We'll give you all the updates. We're going to go do the podcast hour. We do that following the uh, expanded new news. If you're on the 24-7 on the WSB radio app, you just follow us right over there. We Facebook Live it. Go to the Von Hessler Doctrine official Facebook page, and you can watch us make the podcast. But this was the radio hour of the Von Hessler Doctrine. Everyone has an opinion, but he's got the Von Hessler Doctrine. Eric Von Hessler.
on WSB. Almost live from Sherwood Forest, hour two. We call it the podcast hour. Don't turn your fingers that way because that's bad in English. England English. But only Ivan and Caroline know that, I think. Hour two, the podcast hour, the Von Hessler Doctrine, begins now. And it features, most importantly, at the center of your radio show and your podcast hour. The core. The core, the engine, the heartbeat of the show. Me, Eric Von Hessler. Let's face it, without me, there's no show. There's no you. But there's no no this particular show. There's no this without this. Yeah. So that's me. I'm this. I'm the ghost in the machine, and I'm still here. Tim Andrews, who held out as long as he could to try to get food in the hallway, but oh, I got the uh, the stiff arm from oh, the promotions. Guy. I got the stiff arm too. He's like, you got to wait for these other people. I'm like, well, I'm not going to eat them yeah, because bye. I'm not going to wait. Uh, who are the other people who had to eat? The hawk, the COO of the Hawks, and the uh, general manager of Phillips Arena. Okay, so if we feed them, are we going to get a good basketball team this year? Yes, probably not. I'm I'm optimistic. You feed me, you get a good radio show every day. If this radio show was the Atlanta Hawks, we would have been canceled two months ago. I just didn't. Oh, hey, hey, guess what? I brought in Tim Andrews for one season. Then I got rid of him. (laughs) Yeah, he's in. uh, He's going to uh, Charlotte now. Ridiculous. We'll get into that. I can't reach a basket. I'd be no good. No, I just haven't had a good promotions director stiff arm since Cumulus. Well, look, man. Hey, you can't have any of that. Uh, what I would ask, what I would say to that person is, uh, so the COO of the Hawks is going to do a radio show here tomorrow and bring you. Ra- oh, I should be, I should be eating first. I thought Tim Andrews behind go- me. When's the last championship they pulled? None ever. Okay. Yes. I thought Tim was going to say, I haven't had a good promotions director stiff arm since I was promotions director. That's in right. Yeah. He actually stiff armed himself. As in Tim. He I never just, said no. Hey, we're talking before I'm done introducing. I know. That's how ridiculous this away. all is. English Nick's joining us here. Hello. He's getting carried. Hello. We say carried away. I say carried. He says carried. Yeah. Carried away. I love that movie, carried. Uh, I'm really glad we had Greg go to this other thing because all I hear is feedback now. He sounded perfectly fine on the Google Hangout. Uh, Jared Yamamoto is still here. Yeah, yeah. And right. uh, let's hear him, Greg, with all his feedback and weird, milky noises. Is he there? He's talking. He's uh, not hearing him. All right. I see him. Just I go, see him talking. Just go back to the Google. Go back to the Google? Back oh. on four. No, there he is. There he is. Okay. Very but good. I hear. I, ah, yeah. I'm not. Oh, pull that down, Greg. <laughs> Greg, for some reason you love being on this line, but you sound better in the Google Hangout for some reason. I, I don't think know. I know what happened. I'm gonna Can go we hear him it. now? I'm gonna go fix it. I think, I think it's not routed correctly. Inside. Oh, Jared. Inside. So, 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 so right here, I, I, what happened was I, I yeah. right here, I didn't. I, uh, yeah, it's 2017. You would think that we would just come on. Like well, every, there's still something. You know, here's there's still the thing. something every day. Here's the thing. Oldham Fisher normally uses that line number four. She told Alan. Yes. The, who runs the board for your She wasn't going to be there, and so he didn't reroute so he, it. He he didn't. Did. So now Greg is trying to talk to us. We can't hear him. And then when I when you said bring up the other thing, that gave him some feedback. That's why he got mad. Uh, okay. Well, no, I heard it too. It was crazy. Well, whatever. It's uh, 2017. But I, I can see him, and he's looking pretty happy now, so he's got through that. By 2018, second. we'll have this all worked out. I promise oh, you. I assure you. Now he's looking down at the you desk. you think that we just hit one button every day, and everything would just work. He's texting somebody. Where we always route things through here and there and the other, and just like everything's got to be on. 
Oh, it's putting me in a bad mood, and I don't Here, want to be in a bad mood. There and everywhere. And I, uh, I'm hungry because the promotions. So director, now you're hangry, is the kid? I'm say. hangry. Oh. The promotions director did not allow me to get some eggs. He's and doing his job. Some biscuits. I know he's doing his job, but uh, why in this building should the Hawks be before me? <laughs> Do I not bring more to WSB on a daily basis than? Um, Greg, try it now. That moribund franchise. Nope. Yeah, Greg, Greg should be okay now. Well, we got, we got to turn him up on the right no, thing. No, he's he's up on the right thing. He's up on the four. Um, it's routed correctly. So Autumn said that she was not going to be using it today. Which yeah, Alan, we, all, we went through that one. We went through that one. So, 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 so. Oh, okay. Hey, can I ask a question? Are we just Serena? giving up on Greg? Is he gone? No, he's no. I, am I here now? Oh my god! All right, we're yeah, gonna Jesus. we're gonna deal with you wow, on this inferior is, line because hey. you think it's cool to be on four rather than Google Hangouts, where you sound fine. Hey, don't, I'm going to, I have to speak quietly and don't blame me for it because it's not my fault. It's the end. It's your end. It's the people on your Call end. Call him down. Tell him to go to Google Hangouts. I can't hear him. It's ridiculous. Greg, talk normally. It's ridiculous. Hello, I'm talking normally. But there's cracking and, uh, you know, it's like, that sounded better on Google Hangout. All right, I'll go back to Hangout. All right, stop feeling like it's a second. Uh, All right, number four is going to be off as of now. Yes. I'm annoyed with that boy. Okay, screaming and hollering his way. Bringing in. up the Google. I think I'm more annoyed with the fact that I couldn't get eggs. But then this are. one, Greg, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Oh, way better. I'm a little bit. But I'm... now I just hear myself. It yeah. wasn't. It wasn't eggs. It's barbecue. Hear my voice a second after I say something. Yeah, he sounds terrible. He sounds terrible. It's like we can hear him breathing and. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't breathe, Greg. Don't breathe. Yeah, stop breathing. How? How's this? That's fine. That's nice. It's fine. Look, look, don't blame me for this. I'm blaming you. I, you That's what I'm doing. For this I can. Because I was told to I go am. to four. Yeah. That, I yeah. don't want to get into it because it's four. I was told to do something. I did it. Yeah. Then it didn't work. And then you blame me for I it. Blame All you. I heard was rush in my ear. And by the way, four is better because if you guys are talking and I'm on Hangout and I try to talk, some kind of compressor pushes me down and you don't hear me at all. All right. Then go back to four. No, I'll stay on this. Sure, Dang. you'll go back to four. We could, we could do this the whole hour. Uh, sure, I'm just telling you. Are I'm you in a bad you. mood? Okay, I'm, I'm, gonna... so, I'm sorry you didn't get your eggs. Oh, but, well, I didn't. You know, because you'd have your eggs. eggs. It shouldn't, it shouldn't uh, How do you spell me. eggs? A-A-G-G-S? Eggs. That's, that's the way you pronounced eggs earlier, uh, eggs. Uh, so you didn't have my eggs. Did I say eggs. Hashtag A-A-V-L. It's an African-American vernacular language that was trending yesterday. <laughs> oh, was it? Why was it trending yesterday? Because dictionaries are oppressive tools used by oh, white uh, cultures, you know too. What? Can we just, it's time for galt, what is it, uh, galt's galt or whatever. It's time to get out of here. I mean, honestly, every day I have to come in and deal with these stupid <laughs> stories about this person's upset, about living in the greatest damn country in the history of the world. It's just not good enough for them because it turns out my life is harder than I'm looking across the street and I see a guy who I perceive to have an easier life than me. And well, Life is hard, work harder. I bet no. that guy across Things the street are, gets his eggs every morning. Uh, eggs. Eggs. He gets his eggs. 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 Yeah, I mean, that's what Greg's one of these guys. He believes in uh, Bernie Sanders and his stupid wife. And uh, we all should be socialist now. And from each to what he can, what is that whole communist thing? From each, you know what I'm talking uh, about? From each to the own to the to something of their own. From each what they can give to right. each what they need or something like that. Nonsense. I got an idea. Get out there. Get knocked down. Wipe the blood off your nose. Go at it again till you get it right. Like everybody else. Like everybody yeah. else. Else in the world, well, how it used to be. Yeah, uh, most other people in the world. A lot of people wake up in a country. <laughs>
country where they could be the most brilliant person in the world and it just doesn't matter because there's nowhere to go and nothing to do and the government is completely corrupt or military or whatever. You live in a country. Wake up. Okay, the guy across the street has it easier than you. That's interesting. Now what are you going to do? Complain? Mm -hmm. Or just get out there and work twice as hard as the guy across the street? Who cares? I I, I think you're getting it a bit wrong on my end. It's not where it's coming from. Yes. You I'm believe saying, that the I think, gov- uh, yeah, you're right in all these other countries being awful places to live and being in a country such as the United States where you have the ability to do something yourself is a nice thing. But I think that you can continue to go on. And I'm not in a position where I see someone who has something more than me. I say, oh, that's not fair. I feel like I'm actually in a position where maybe I have more than other people and this idea to maybe help out humanity a bit. You know, that's what I buy into. Right. I think that as you progress, maybe the zenith is, hey. Maybe we should help each other out a little bit. If you want to, but the government should You stepped on my foot, now I'm going to punch you in the face. That's how I feel like we are right now. Um, I like this, I like this, Greg Russ. I like that idea. Yeah, but it's a terrible place to be as humanity. What are you doing for humanity? You said you think that you're coming to a point where you believe that people, you should do a little something for humanity. What are you, Greg Russ, right now? Doing for humanity right now, this show, right? right I'm, I'm humanity. We're bettering people's lives. Listening, who are listening to the show, saying, "Oh, things stink. Oh, yeah. this is such an awful day. Oh, what a great show. What's going on yeah. right now? This show is amazing. I forgot that I have cancer. That's right. We're providing a distraction. That's what show business is all about. You're absolutely correct. Greg Man, Russ, helping that, cancer sufferers everywhere. Your, what, what have you done specifically? No, there's other things. I, I mean, look, they're the one-offs. You know, you know, there's this guilt that sets in, that's self-imposed, not by society. That I feel like I should be doing more because when I do do things to help, you know, all right, Thanksgiving, the cliche time to do something. Right. I went and delivered those meals last year. I signed up for uh, Big Brothers, Big Sisters, and I, I chickened out on the orientation. Yeah, because you're not very good with kids. They still have I, that. Yeah, huh? it's still around. And, uh, you know, I, I was like, I thought to myself, I could be good at this. And I was like, there's no way I'm good at this. What are you going to do? Go play basketball with the kid? What are you going to do? You, you kid, you're not. That's not for you. I play some stickball. Uh-huh. You, gotta, you do that thing in the New York City streets with the, the stick and the hoop. And Hot town, summer <laughs> in the city. Back Hell, my neck getting dirty and gritty. Hell's Kitchen, you always have that, that vision of the kids what in the that, summer the, with the, the fire hydrants popped off yeah. and there's water everywhere yeah. and they're yeah. showering and in Greg it. And Greg Russ over there with a, yeah, he's a Greg Russ with a, with a clipboard telling the kids. <laughs> there's a name for that. You, it was a thing you would, you would. The stick with the hoop. The stick thing. and the hoop, but I don't remember I, what, what it's called. Oh, yeah. I never played with that because. I wasn't well, it's born like, in the 30s. Yeah, what do you do? Is the yeah. idea is just to keep the thing from falling over. You know, well, in, the beginning, they, in the beginning, I think the hoop was made of cast iron. <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah. It. it was like some yeah. kind of, it was some sort of industrial debris, right, in the 20s. And yeah, some like kids something like, to do oh, with a wagon like wheel. A, What's that? Yeah, yeah, like a wagon wheel or a bicycle mm-hmm. rim where the tire wasn't on, so you have that... Uh, you know, that yeah. edge and the depression in the So the what's the rim, point? So you can the, get the stick in there, yeah. The point is just to keep it from falling over. <laughs> yeah, That's the whole game. Rolling. Yeah. <laughs> the rolling hoop? <laughs> the rolling, he's looking it up. Hoops. Yeah, the says, rolling hoop. The rolling hoop. It's a Victorian. It says it's a Vic- from the Victorian age. Here's your rolling hoop. Merry <laughs> Christmas. When the snow yeah. melts, you'll have something to play with. <laughs> I imagine Christmas used to be so horrible a back then. Oh, yeah. old, like in 1840s, but like, here's your orange. And a Merry new, Christmas. And a new <laughs> pair of shoes. <laughs> they got to last a whole year. That's you gotta, right. you got to be eating that orange as slow as possible. It's going to be yeah, 365 days. kids wear. The wool pants and, you know, I wonder about, you see a lot of, uh, you know, in, in, in 
Victorian movies and stuff or costume dramas. Period pieces. Period yeah. pieces, yes. yeah. You'll see like English people yeah. in the 1850s, yeah. in the dead of the summer, and yeah. they go for a picnic. <laughs> And the men are dressed in like three-piece suits, ah. and the women have full, you know, gowns on. And I go outside in the middle of summer, take my trash out, and I'm dripping with sweat. Well, you haven't got but, the. Remember, the English summers are a lot cooler than the Atlantic summers. They? Yeah, okay, yeah. all yeah. right. You don't have as much humidity. No humidity. No. Oh, I mean, okay. Most people don't have the. It AC. just seems like you're a lot. You know, you just open the doors and windows. They had no summertime. shorts back then. What's going they on? Had shorts. Children. Yeah, but I mean, men would dress up like they were going oh, yeah. to the opera to go to a sit in the middle of the woods and get eaten by ants. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't yeah, even, go ahead. I was going to say the hoop game. It had some longevity: sixth century, fifteen sixty. I mean, yeah. it just went out of style. Yeah. When baseball came around, yeah. probably. Yeah. <laughs> when it's that, when it's that fun, of course it's going to stick around. Of course, these days the kids with their video games, they don't have time for. Well, a they stick. got that. What's that new that thing? Oh, they, the fidget spinner. The fidget spinner. I got, that's the, the, I got the paddle with the ball attached to it. <laughs> oh, yeah. That did away. I with hated it. that thing when I was a I kid. I couldn't do it. I could do it slow. Yeah. And get it started, but I could. And there'd be somebody on the bus who's like, boing, dying, dying. Yeah, <laughs> going and they're flying. And they're, they're going like twenty feet out and back in. They don't miss anything. <laughs> and that was also the guy who got laid. I hated him. Remember but- in the seventies, there was there was a, it was two pieces of string. <laughs> yes. With two hard plastic balls on, and you'd whip it up and down. And yeah. Clack, clack. Yeah. yeah. I think that toy got banned. It in did. Well, people could get were smacked hitting. in the face. Yeah. 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 They were called clackers. Clack, 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 That's clack, right. Clack, clack, yeah. clack, clack, the thing is, you don't need to ban that. In reality, somebody gets. Hit in the face with it. They either stop playing with it or they push it further away from their right. face. I miss jarts. Jarts. Yeah. Jarts were lawn darts. Yep. Oh yes. And a couple kids got it in the back. I think so. They got these rid are of like those. oversized darts that you throw yeah. on. The, like and they still have like now, but they have, a, they have a blunt end on them now. That they, they used to be. <laughs> Kind of a ridiculous thing to ever have in your backyard on July Fourth. Let's go play lawn darts. We had a plastic circle, yeah. and then you would go about 60, 70 feet. Put yeah. the other plastic circle down, mm-hmm. and then your dad would be at one end. You'd be, yeah. well, you, you had to do it both. In the the problem is, it's 60, 70 feet, so some other kids could run through with some other activity, not knowing that a yeah. jart was coming their That's way. About the same distance from what the pitcher to a catcher on. Well, it was a horseshoe. Yeah. I don't know whatever that was. Horseshoes is the same. You know, cornhole is the PG version of all that. You can't yes. hurt anybody yeah. with a cornhole sack. No, you can't. No. Although the name that reminds me of something mm-hmm. really non-family. Difficult. For you can just me. call it bags. I've heard people call it bags. Oh, bags. bags. Yeah, cornhole's not a good name. It's just not a good <laughs> neither's, name. Neither's bags. Bags isn't either. We need to come up with a better name for this. Uh, Bean throw, bag hole. Throw. No, get rid of hole. Uh. Hole is not. A good, maybe make the hole. Make the make the bags hole. and holes. It's just not bag a good idea. Gash. Hey, how about you turn the hole into a square and call it corn square? <laughs> maybe I like bad gash. How about stupid <laughs> frat game? Stupid. Well, actually, people play it a lot at uh, like when they tailgate for. Football and stuff. Football and we for, take it out to River the ninety seven one the river we have one now. Oh yeah, how do yeah. the classic rock fans like? They that? love it, man. Do they uh, well, wheel, the budget. Do they well, wheelchair up to it and uh, how do they, they do really? <laughs> <laughs> Does they get their walkers? Got, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Because of the angle of that ramp, yeah, that cornhole ramp, you yeah. gotta be careful with the wheelchairs. Yeah, they can get yeah. over on one wheel if so they're not careful. I so love the Do you do you realize? I said this before, but it, it blows me away that 
Let's just, just say, let's just say, before you get into this old age pension or listen to the river, yes, mark, yes, yes. Are the 1834 numbers these days on the river? Are they should huge. be. They're they should huge. be because music stinks Rick, today. Uh, uh, Rick, Rick Derringer's coming. <laughs> <laughs> How many bags I gotta get in that hole? <laughs> I, I just want to say that I'm glad that uh, budgets and marketing departments and radio are back up. Yeah, oh, yeah. they are. Yeah, they are. You, you can afford. Get, yeah. yeah, you can afford a, a a board with holes in it and a few bean bags to throw at it. A two hundred pound wheel that you got to drag all over the place. <laughs> we got a photo Spinning. booth. Clack, we got, clack, hey, clack, we got clack, a photo booth here. Hold at on, Media now. hold on, one second. Digital photo booth. Hold on, I want to hear about the digital photo booth. But <laughs> Greg was not around for this. So this. <laughs> I don't think he was. No, he wasn't there. This the was money a, machine? No, no. no. Oh, that was oh, even worse. We did have a 300-pound money machine at Channel. Channel. Oh, what would you put in that money machine? How much money would actually be put in there? 150 bucks? No. Yeah, it was, how many, were and they then, dollar bills or $20 bills? They were, first they were, of all, fake dollar. money. Well, oh, and you had you had a return. Yeah. Thing. Hey, you should go buy a you should go buy a, a trailer for that money machine, English Nick. Go get an estimate on a trailer. Hey. We spent like th- three hey, grand on a trailer. I'm the marketing right. director here. We'll get a little inside for our <laughs> podcast people, but yeah, when ahead. we had the wheel, that was over at Cumulus, right? Yes. And so <laughs> we somebody built this thing. What was the idea of the wheel? I remember going out to strip clubs, right? But we built this wheel. What was the idea of the wheel? I can't remember what was on. You spin it for prizes, right? Spin it for prizes, yeah. No, but this thing was huge. You have a prize wheel, yeah? But it's the the river. It's like this big. That's the way it should be. This was a monstrosity that we had to have in the studio for some time until we finally got it out of there. It looked like it it was almost as big as the wheel of fortune wheel, except it was upright. (laughs) Right. (laughs) That big? Yeah, it was huge. Don't use your thumb to spin it. Spent a bunch of money. They had to get this like master craftsperson to make this thing, and I don't even understand what. I remember it going to strip clubs a lot for some reason. Was there some kind of skin element to it? Yeah, or? wheel of meat. I don't. Uh, know. Yeah, yes, it was something like that. Wheel it was something meat. like that. That was when the regular guys were completely out of ideas. Did Scott Slade Bring ever do a truck drop? The wheel of meat. <laughs> anyway. I know. Anyway. Comple- anyway, I'm completely off of uh, what I wanted to ask. Where was I with Greg? I want to know what he was doing for humanity. Yeah. And he kind of told us. We got into the wheel game. He helped. He, uh, the hoop game. The hoop game. He helps uh, people on Thanksgiving. And by the way, so does everybody else. So you're not really doing no, any I, help. Didn't I say that? Yeah. I think I, I put that disclaimer. I in love that. this. Like, uh, do they still do the Hosea feed the homeless on Thanksgiving here? Yes, they do. Yes. Uh, it used to be at Turner Field, but I guess I'll still do it over there. Um, which is, you know, a great idea. And I loved Hosea Williams. He's one of my favorite people ever. Um, and uh, so they, they, they feed the homeless. Uh, there's people there to uh, places for them to take baths, showers. Uh, they give them a haircut. Free dentistry sometimes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Here's the problem with all of that. This is a problem with feeding people once a year. No matter how well you feed somebody once a year, they're hungry again the next day. Yeah, but that You're day right they, back where you started. But it helps them out that day. How does it help them? It just feel it's a feel good oh, thing. They have a it job helps, it helps one day. You should help other days. You should extend it. Also, I'm just trying to do smaller things. Like a lot of times going into the subway, I'm like, oh, I, I don't have time to help this woman with her stroller down the stairs or with all her groceries and her right. push cart. It's like, I need to catch my train. And then lately I'm like, yeah, screw you, meaning yeah. myself. Yes. Screw you. And help these people. Oh, yeah, I, actually, helped, I helped the lady the day. She's very grateful. I bet you she was. So she had a big bag full of stuff, and you said, "Let well, me help they, you." You know the push carts. Yeah, ladies will put their groceries in. Yeah, this, like wireframe push cart. Take a cab. Her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you take a cab, you won't run into those people. And Uber, you know, will work out as well. Right. 
but I, you're a big subway guy, Greg. That's why you moved to New York because all your life when you were a kid, you were thinking, I want to be in New York City where they have subways, right? No. Yes. I do like I do like trains. I was yeah. a fan of trains. Uh, I thought you loved but. the subway. You love New York City. You love the whole thing. Being alone. How's your? Uh, I'm not going to get into it, but I just want to know that you're happy. Your relationship's going well. You're still with that girl. Yeah. It's Does fine. she like to help humanity as well, or is she just cold hearted? Let them die. I think her whole thing is uh, public nutrition because she grew up in a poor neighborhood and uh, wants oh, to help people. So, so she yeah. wants Michelle Obama's uh, let's get good groceries in the in the inner city so the kids. Yeah, because she was overweight and yeah. lost a lot of weight. Yeah, because the kids want to eat spinach. They just don't have a they just don't have access to it. These six year olds would love to have more spinach and more Brussels sprouts. Kale, don't forget kale and mm-hmm. kale. Kids love kale. I'm making fun of you, not your girlfriend, by the way, who I've never met. So she's That's probably fine. wonderful. I'm just saying that, yeah, sure, kids don't like to eat that stuff. But when you don't have access to, you know, there's a there's levels between kale and fast food constantly. Sure there is. Have to be well, also, the parents, if there are parents involved, maybe it would help them to make a better meal at home if they had good products. But you know what? While we're doing this, let's make sure we don't let any GMOs in, even though it's completely irrelevant to the whole situation. That, no, that one actually... And you're going to get angry at the part that I do make the argument for. But uh, yes. I will say, I tell basic like your GMOs are fine. There's nothing wrong with them. They don't hurt you. GMOs are perfectly fine. But Monsanto, on the other hand, is an awful company. So if you don't want to eat any GMOs, how do you, how do you, you don't want to support okay, them. Okay. How many, by the way, how many documentaries have ever been made that are available on Netflix that tell you what a great company Monsanto is? I, I've never watched Ooh, one that yeah, says it's bad. Don't bother. I've never watched one that said it's bad. <laughs> well, it just seems to me like we feed everybody. I don't know. That seems to be working out. I how mean, about, uh, more people yeah, don't want to work just, on I'm farms. just saying that we feed everyone. Yeah, look at this great thing we're doing. Oh, but it's our patent. Oh, how did our seeds get on your farm? How did you... Uh, uh, Oh. Sue you. I love it. Does this. Happen. They're killing the family farmer. Like, good. Because if I was a kid, I wouldn't want to be born on a farm. Poor English Nick. He had I, to grow I, up. No, I love being on a farm. the pigs and everything. Thanks, thank no you, pigs. No pigs thank involved. You for shutting down that no. argument. No, uh, I love the farm. Anyway, to discredit. And Nick's like, nah, farms were good. Thank how, you. How about <laughs> EBT cards not be allowed uh, usage in fast food or convenience stores? That's a problem. If you can use your EBT card, you to mean go welfare buy junk card, food. like your your uh, food stamps. It food used to be stamps. called food stamps. Right. Now it's a credit card. Right. Uh, sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. You shouldn't be. Can they buy lottery tickets? Because they might. That no, might be no, a good no, thing. No, you can't buy no. that. Because you uh, could you could double it up and pay the government back. You could when you got food stamps because it was a nice scam. You'd send yeah. your kid in with a dollar food stamp to get a piece of five cent candy. Then you had to give him ninety five cents. Uh, after uh, after my dad took off, so suddenly there was about six months there because my mother had not worked in a few years, and then my dad took off, and then she had to go get work. And she had two it was kids. hard times. It was hard times, and we were on we were on food stamps. I think for three months or six months. I'll tell you right now, we never ate better. <laughs> we never ate better. Now my mom didn't scam the system, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, she she could afford. Sure. So like every Sunday we had steak and potatoes, mm. and you know we yeah. were a very hamburger helper friendly family up to that point. So uh, hey, most people our are food go- stamps were, were were correct, done the right way, and my mom dropped them as soon as uh, she got back on There's her feet. There's a percentage again. That, that supposed to be about. I got on them in college. Oh, I bet you needed that. Yep. Yeah, you couldn't work. No. Boy, I bet you weren't smoking pot or anything. You were just working, working, working in college, and you didn't have time to go get a second, <laughs> get a job that you could pay for yourself. It was up to I the just, good citizens of wait, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Didn't you have fraternity dues, though? Didn't you have to pay the chapter monthly to, yeah. to be in it? Yeah. What fraternity so, were you in? 
by Kappa Theta. What was your uh, hazing? Did you just put pickles in your behind or something? No, my hazing. I uh, I had <laughs> to. You put, you put cucumbers in there, and that's where they pick yeah become pickles. Yeah. I had to say stuff positive about Ronald Reagan. I don't remember. They were making fun of me. Oh my goodness! How how what a liberal I was lefty. back then. Yeah. But I mean, oh, they—it wasn't their position that they hated Reagan. They just knew you did, so they made you do yeah. something opposite of what your personality was. Right. And did you talk about how you had great hair? Because I don't care what your politics were. For drunk. a man who was seventy, you great hair. I don't I care. You had to get drunk. What? You had to get drunk. Ronald Reagan has got the biggest. <laughs> I had fun in my fraternity. It was—it was fun, and uh, you, you paid money. And if you didn't pay your dues, some old alumni dude would pay it for you. So. Oh, really? Yeah. Usually. What did you have to do for the old alumni dude to get him to pay you? I never had to do anything for him. You had to do with pickles in your pickles behind. Pickles in your behind. <laughs> no, that should night, be the name of this show, Pickles in the, Your Behind. Uh, the, the class after me, I, we almost got kicked out because we did Hell Night at my apartment. We had a, we had a fraternity house. We had an apartment and a floor and a dorm. And yeah. I, had, I lived I'm in the sure apartment. the neighbors loved it. Yeah, they did. <laughs> and uh, we had a, an apple. I got a, I got four apples because there were only four kids in the class after me. Uh -huh. And I rolled the apples. This was about a month before Hell Night. Rolled them, rolled them, rolled them. So all the stuff behind his skin was mushed up. And then I put them in a drawer. Uh -huh. And then I got a, I went and bought a love doll, a blow-up love doll. Wow, this is like a, a recipe. You got to get this done, then you got to go do and that. And then uh, some cans of sardines. And I bought the sardines and stuffed them all in the love doll. <laughs> and then what? they had to uh, get no, them out. No, no. Yeah. No. And uh, then they had to take a bite of the apple. Oh, that's just, why would somebody want to do that? Why, well, why would anybody for brotherhood and friendship. Well, lifelong, no, no. Brotherhood. lifelong brotherhood. Lifelong brotherhood. Let me tell you something, man. I, I never had that situation because I dropped out of the ninth grade. But if I had had that situation, I never would have. Uh, right at the point, hey, we're going to join this fraternity. As soon as somebody said, well, you got to take these pickles, you see. And you, no. <laughs> and there's these sardines no, in the love no. doll that you all get out with your. Uh, <laughs> I feel like I got enough friends. It was my I, nihilism uh, phase. Yeah. I, I everything, yeah everything was uh, negative. You we, still have that love doll to this day? No. Uh, uh, we had an. Sardine a, Sally? Same apartment. <laughs> before Lovely we, girl. Before we cleaned it, we, we had four recycling bins in the wall. Along the wall behind the couch. Whenever we were done drinking, we just whip it. Oh yeah! And then the whole floor was just covered in shattered glass and beer and cigarette butts. You guys were like that show, The Young Ones. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, young just it's just a complete mess. Yeah, yeah. I've lived like that before with a couple of guys. One, but there was no fraternities, no pickles. I came home from work one day and I, I almost threw up because the room smelled bad. And then I just went. And then bought, you got used to it. No, I went and bought cleaning supplies. Mm -hmm. And I remember all the guys came back because it was break and they. What happened? Yeah. I, I cleaned. <laughs> well, that's weird, man. Yeah. Jared Yamamoto, were you in a frat? No, I was not. You look like a frat boy. I could, I he could, doesn't look like a frat I boy. I couldn't afford it. I mean, I, I paid off all my student loans yeah. within three years of being out of school because no, not I made, me. Sure, made sure that I went to a How cost How much does it cost to be in a frat? Oh, it costs a lot. Really? Believe it or not. It's like Our dues are $120 a semester. Yeah, so I mean, but back then. That was then, a lot for you, yeah. That was so, back then. Yeah, yeah. back so then. So it was that's like 300 lot. something for right. you. Right, so I never understood why I would talk to friends that were in fraternities or in sororities, and they'd be like, yeah, no, I can't go out because I have no money. I'm like, hmm, yeah. big surprise. Well, you I, no I, I don't have to ask this question of Greg Russ because I'm the person who I think I was probably 39 or 40. That talked Greg out of staying in college, so I don't think you, you ever had a chance. I mean, we had the discussions, but I was already leaning that way because I was working full time. <laughs> I, I bought a house in Atlanta. I'm like, when, when am I still? I was a senior. Yeah. Uh, so when I was a freshman, I was hanging out with some guys. They were in a fraternity. Then they said, "We'd like to put a bid on you." And I said, "What a bid? Like an old piece of antique furniture?" Yeah. I shouldn't say old. That was redundant. Like an antique uh, piece of furniture, or then, like the most eligible bachelor. Another thing that radio stations do from time oh, to time yeah. is a so people can bid on you, and then they get to take you home and sleep with you. 
Oh, yeah. Well, works? anyway, I said yeah, no. Yeah, I wasn't yeah. interested. Then they stopped talking to me. They stopped talking because you weren't. What does that mean? Put a bid on you. That means you have to get a bid come, from another yeah, brother. Come, come through. What is it? Rush? What are yeah, they? Rush. What are they oh, so somebody it basically means vouch for you. Say we want this guy to be in the fraternity. What happens yeah, is I mean, you rush different fraternities and show them that you're interested. And then you will get a bid from one or two. And How then... does this make you a better student? Oh wait, so rush comes before? I didn't even know. I was yeah, rush is first. Rush just... is you taking the initiative to go to the different houses. Or... It was just a guy that I lived with, my roommate at the time, and oh. I hung out with. Well, him. then he, obviously he didn't. They didn't care. He just put a bid in. Oh. Okay. So, uh, Jared, Jared, way, Jared's and, laughing and, and, and here because I'm asking. The way the panalytic committee works is you get a member from panalytic each, committee. Yeah, the way it works. The that's hell the, is that? That's the Great. Uh, sounds like sounds like some sort of like Star Trek future <laughs> universal. Yes. The planetic committee has decided that uh, it no, is kind of like panhellenic. Panhellenism. Oh, Hellenism. She was uh, so it's all Greek. Yes. Chada pow chow. And what would happen? That's is you, Chinese, I believe. Yeah. You would have a representative from each fraternity or each sorority come out, and then they would all come together and make the committee for Rush. Phi, Iota, Kappa Alpha, Pi Pi Alpha, Theta Eta, Tau Alpha, God in College, God in College, Phi Kappa Theta, huh? And that it's, makes you a better student. How? Like you, do you actually? <laughs> well, it learn? means you were forcing yourself. Wait a minute! I thought, I thought you went to college to be to learn things. Hang on, aren't you just forcing yourself you to fit in? Isn't that I learned that. Yeah, that's what it is. I've never understood. About the uh, this is why Greg and I are friends, even though we, you know, we we could punch each other from time sure. to time. But we we hmm. think alike, and uh, I don't think that he ever would have been in a fraternity. No, no. matter what my path was, I never would have been in a in a fraternity. Could you because imagine that we're individuals? Chanting? What? Could you imagine that chanting? I can't see you chanting. Oh, <laughs> pie, tau, papa, papa, who? It's ridiculous. Could you imagine going to the ladies' dorm and singing, You never close your eyes anymore? Dude, we had are, to do that. are you blaming the fraternity for that? It sounds like something Tim Andrews would do if he was drunk. No. Well, no? You can make the argument that you're learning to retain information. No, Jared, what I learned was. You can was, make the argument you're learning to retain pickles. <laughs> I learned the Greek alphabet. <laughs> yes. I learned that you don't have to pay for beer. And I yes, also learned that true. if you stay at the party until everybody leaves, as usually a fat girl that you can go home with. Oh, <laughs> <awesome>. <laughs> life lessons. Yes. Or just make friends with people that are in the fraternity. Oh, I didn't like most of them. And then you can hang out with them. I no, don't they get... don't want you to hang out if you're not yeah. part of it. That's you not don't, true. You don't get the benefits, though, man. You don't get the benefits. You don't, you know, look, I made up my own fraternity. There was a board in the dorms. like It had a tree, and the leaves on the tree were all the different fraternities and sororities. And I <laughs> wrote on one of the blank leaves, Phi Omicron Zai, and I posted uh-huh. it up there. The fire on a, on a, what is that? Does that mean anything? Phi Omicron Zai. Uh-huh. That was my fraternity. And Nobody joined it. What did it mean to you? Pause. <laughs> Nothing. It was arbitrary. I just, gra- <laughs> I just grabbed random Greek letters. I made it up. <laughs> see, see, my fraternity was uh, Kappa Tappa Kega. Oh, yeah. Hey! End, end the show. That's it. End it. That's, That's it. Gonna... We can't do any better blam, than that. Blam, blam. Hey, John F. Kennedy and Johnny Carson were in my fraternity. Oh, no, no, not when deal. you were, though. No, no, no. And my brother-in-law is always talking about how uh, Brad Pitt was in his fraternity. Yeah? And, like, you know, he's seen him, like, twice over 40 years, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure Brad Pitt's going to be there, your brother. My friend Duncan did everything to be in this fraternity, and I think you're an idiot. You know, no, these guys, they will be with me for life. Like, really? I mean, now I'm 50, I guess he's probably 51. I've heard girls say that about sororities, that they, yeah. the sorority sisters for you life. You really and think that my friend, everybody's weddings think my and... friend's 51 years old, he gets a flat, he can call somebody from Buffalo, New York, in her fraternity <laughs> to come get him? <laughs> you just got to know the secret handshake. <laughs> he, just, he lives in South Carolina. I don't see it happening. I'm in a pinch, Eric. Can you help yeah. me out? Yeah, hey, I mean, uh, no, I'm, I'm homeless. Do you mind if I crash at you? Well, yeah. we're 22, and how old are you? <laughs> 60. <laughs> Brothers for life. Ah. Yeah. Brothers for life. Yeah, not so much. 
I I never understood the idea that you're you're in school, kindergarten through twelve. Your parents tell you what to do if you have a good family, you have a strong parentage, and finally it's time to leave home. It's time for some independence. And the first thing you do when you go to the campus is seek out some other people who will tell you what to do and how to act. Yep. That's just... Uh, do they give you free beer? Mm-hmm. Free beer. Free beer and fat girls? Uh, we used to just... <laughs> yeah. We, we independent site uh, types, uh, what we would do is that we would, we would drink Milwaukee's Best. It cost like 60 cents so for did a six-pack. Okay, well, if we free, I can come up with a dollar we didn't for get, six beers. We didn't get cake. Mm. If we got a Rolling Rock keg, that was a special party. It was a late night. Mm-hmm. But it, we usually got Milwaukee's Beast or um, what was the other one? Is that what got? you called it, Milwaukee's Beast? Yes. <laughs> See, we weren't as clever as you, but well, we drank it. That's pretty common. Everyone calls it. Beast. I didn't. What did you uh, Greg, I know Greg's period was... Um, uh, Nat, Nat, Natty Ice was really oh, big. Yeah. That was no, no. all the I didn't kids. Like Natty Ice. Natty Ice. Hey, but Natty Ice is cheap though. Natty if you, Ice. No, I hated Natty Ice. But if you're Southpaw. looking, I enjoyed Southpaw. It's gone now. I don't think they make that anymore. Well, Southpaw. Ice House. We had that. Yeah. Yeah. Terrible. Was that a Ice band House. back in the eighties? Ice House. They had like Ice Water Man. Yes. Ice House was a band. They had, a hit. They had an MTV hit. I don't know if they had a hit hit. They had a hit. Um, uh, so Jared Yamamoto, who looks like it. Here's the thing about Jared. He's starting to. I think his. I got to be honest. He's almost thirty, so these uh, these young good looks are starting to fade. Mm-hmm. But I have a feeling that when he was seventeen or eighteen, he didn't need the frat to get laid. So he just did really. No, he did it himself. You know, he was, <laughs> no, many a sorority <laughs> girls dated yes. and uh, had had good times. And you know, you know, actually, one of the best ways to meet other people in different fraternities and different sororities is why would you want to meet anybody from any fraternity <laughs> so or any sorority? I would go if, if, I, if I was dating a girl Guys that was are. in a sorority. I could go, and they would have their formal events, and they would bring me to. Them and you'd meet mm-hmm. people, and most of them are fine once they Is get that. The, when you wore the uh, tuxedo t shirt that you found so hilarious, exactly. Yeah, yeah so. the tuxedo they t-shirt. were Jared. They were allowed to date commoners, yeah. They yeah. were allowed to the date guy commoners. who wasn't in a fraternity, yeah. they could uh, date. And, and once people put the facade away, it seems like when, when people are in groups, is when they're the group thing just makes them idiots. But once, <laughs> once you get them individually, you start talking to them. Most no, I agree with that, I, and, uh, and not just with fraternities. You get 10 or more people together, and you've got the, there's just, the idiocy takes over the idiocy of the crowd. Most yeah, I people, think, I think yeah. we can. Kind of, you know, bump up against it with the show sometimes when everyone's on. <laughs> too many, oh. too many <laughs> people. What are you talking about? What are you? What, what are you? A critic now? What are you? What are you? <laughs> hey, it's Greg Ho. What, what are you? you something to say about the hey, show? Hey, Greg this... Ho would have better articles, more thoughtful, oh. and better grammar. You have some criticism of our show? Was no, it was said? just a joke because oh. we get close to ten people on the show. Sometimes. No, we don't have that many people. How many people are on now? We have four. Four. Yeah. Five. Well, it's five. five. Yeah, Greg and I don't. I don't consider Greg to be an actual member of the show. So four plus a guest. Was that supposed to be a dagger? Yeah, a little bit. It, it little wasn't. Bit. Oh, come on. You got to at least pretend it was. I don't care. Say no, it hurt. I, yeah, I don't. Say I, decided that I decided not to be a member of the it's show. A, you, uh, don't, you don't hold that power over me. That's not your decision. You know what? Uh, <laughs> Greg doesn't even care anymore. Greg was, Hoke, he's a podcast car, uh, <laughs> consultant. Yes, he is. Much like Clive Plyerson is a radio consultant. Yep, that's Greg's right. podcast. Greg Ho. Uh, huh. Greg doesn't even care anymore. You know, he used to be my friend. Like we're not. Fr- you I was don't think that I care? No, I, 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 still the other day. I was thinking this the other day. Greg and I used to be friends. We're not friends ha- anymore. We never see you, each okay, other. Okay, here's you want to know what I did? You want to know what I did this morning? Because what? I wanted to join the show. I went into the office at eight to get stuff that I had to do there done. 
so I could be home in time to do this. Don't tell me I don't care. I know. And, and, well, that's and, for the and, show. And, and, and the I'm just saying you and me, we're not that. friends. We're not friends anymore. We don't we oh, don't ever get together. We don't do ever guys, do anything. Hang on. How many times a week do, do you guys text back and forth Hardly outside at of the all. show? Like, Hardly at all. No, no, but I would text and Eric doesn't respond. Right. Right. He doesn't respond yeah. to anybody. True. Eric's not a He doesn't respond to anybody. And there was a time that, yes, What are you guys, my wife? You going to tell me what a jerk I am all the time? No, you'll break another We have hour-long conversations on the phone. Greg, did you know this? You don't know this yet. My laptop, you know the terrible one that was terrible years ago when you were using it? Uh, yes. When you were in town, it's finally gone. What I, happened to I, it? I broke it yesterday. My wife and I were <clears throat> having angry words. She was in another room. I was sitting down in the living room, and we were, were exchanging angry words. Did you throw it on the floor? No, but I obviously I closed it too hard with a little oh. too much oomph. And uh, when I opened it back up I got, and tried to reboot, I got that folder with a question mark in there, which in my experience has meant you're done with this computer. It's over. It how can't, old? How old? I can't find yeah. his brain anymore. I think I got it in like 2013 or something. Oh, it's worst well. computer I've ever really had. Yeah, it's the worst, slowest. Greg can tell you it was awful. I just, I, I was able to. I wanted to wait until next year to buy a computer. So I don't know what I'm going to do now. But well, I mean, it's fine. That computer had a decent run. I don't know why it slowed down so quickly. I do want to say, yes, the person who uh, there is one person at WSB who does view me as part of the show. Uh, that would be Pete Spriggs, program director, because he wrote, wrote me a very nice email. Uh, yeah, I, he told me that he wrote you a nice email. What did the nice email say? And that's between us. I wrote him back a nice response that the next morning I was very embarrassed I wrote back because I said, you know, expressed gratitude and yeah. said that I thought uh, nice things about him. I'm like, oh, why did you write that? Oh, you felt stupid. Why you know, did you expose yourself? Uh, yeah, you yeah. exposed your heart. But, I mean, uh, this happened the other day on Tuesday – because I told everybody, wear button-down shirts and everything, because uh, when we were on for Herman, the really big wigs were in town. The CEOs. And, you know, most of, my, most of my career I have spent not caring about things like that. Like, in most of my career, I would have wanted to be disliked. To be people. a rebel. Yeah, which is stupid, because they own the place, and they're the only reason that I have a job. But... Uh, it was important to Pete. I could tell it was important to Pete. And anything that's important to Pete is important to me mm -hmm. because he is the reason that I have a show. So Greg Russ is now important to you because Greg's important to now Pete? Now that I found out that he's important yeah. to Pete, then Greg is back in my life. Mm -hmm. But so that day I knew these really, I mean, the toppermost of the poppermost yeah. of the people uh, that. That, were, that were going <laughs> to run, run this country, this co company, sorry, Freudian slip. Uh, so they were coming by and they... Pete was giving them a tour, and they were in front of the window in the studio. And I decided, okay, well, I'm going to come out there. And I, I came out, and I said hello to everybody. I shook everybody's hand, met Kim Guthrie for the first time, and I'm meeting all these big wigs, and everything's going well, and we're smiling and whatever. And then just like Greg, as soon as I walked back in the studio, I thought – Oh, I didn't check. Was something hanging out of my nose? I might have had bad breath. I've been drinking coffee. So actually, even though I know that I did the right thing, which mm -hmm. is I went out there, shook everybody's hand, I'm the new guy on air, just got to know everybody, I was just left with all these questions in my head. Second guessing. Second guessing after I was over. Like, mm -hmm. you know, what if I had bad breath or something? I don't, I don't like people with bad breath. You know, I don't want, to, I don't want that. I don't know what I did, but uh, just like Greg, who probably said perfectly nice things to Pete Spriggs, and then it's over, you're like, oh, no. He's going to think I'm a wuss. He never responded. He never responded. Oh, not, that it, not that it called for a response. You but... creeped him out. What do you? Uh, one thing I did notice, I'm surprised that Greg has not uh, gotten angry about. If you go to our page on WSB, 
So how many people are there on this show that are on that are listed there? There's, there's we've uh, got all uh, we've got Autumn, Tim, English Nick, you, me, and Greg. Right, and and there's and the, what happens is you get to the bottom of everybody else, and it says click for more, <laughs> and Greg's the only one on the next page. Yeah, <laughs> it kind of fits my role with the show, right? Uh, hey, don't worry, Greg. I'm not on the Facebook banner at all. Uh, no, I know that. I know that because those, we, those we, kind of things don't bother me. What do I care? Yeah, well, I've never we've never gotten a good picture of all of us together. The one picture we did get when we were here at the live lounge, although Greg was not here, uh, was a goodbye picture for the videographer Chris Neiswalder. Yes. and so it's not just the show. So what that's why. Where's he now? He's at the older What's, trader uh, part of the company. What's uh, well, I guess Autumn wouldn't be in town. When's Autumn coming to Atlanta? Isn't she heading down that way? Uh, in a couple of weeks, I guess. Yeah, She's what's traveling. the schedule for the show next week with the holiday? Uh, I'm I'm done. I'm gone. There is no show. I'm gone all next week. Oh, you're gone all next week. Yeah, I'm going to Sarasota. Want to come? We down? really aren't friends. I was thinking about trying to get down there next week. Oh but. man, we'll come down to Sarasota. Sarasota. Yeah, come down to Sarasota. We'll, you know, you can relax. Sarasota. I don't think that'll go over so well. My parents were just in Florida and wanted me to go, and I didn't. Oh, you so didn't. I'm, I'm not going to uh, hang out with you. Yeah, yeah. They don't have to know. Choose me over them. That's not good. They don't have to know, Greg. Just well, don't post no, anything. Because they probably listen. I don't know if they listen to this stuff. Mm. <laughs> I don't know if they go deep in. I don't know if the podcast is something they go for. I have a question about the Hawks guys that were in earlier. Yeah, I, are I they just, full of my food? No, here's the th- well, that too. But here's the thing. I just noticed <laughs> on WSB on the app that Philip Serena just announced a $192 million upgrade. That's what it's going to cost to upgrade that. Maybe they're going to have a barbershop. How about, I got an idea. <laughs> really? Yeah, Killer Mike's <laughs> going to have a barbershop overlooking the That's court. That's great. It's always good to have all these kind of things so that we don't get out of the first round of the playoffs again. Well, I got an idea. Let's spend some money. Jared, you follow the Hawks, and Greg does too. It's to not just about basketball, though. It's about what concerts and stuff. What in the hell happened here? You know, yesterday, I go home. I get home sometimes like between 2 and 3, and I watch... I'm such a fan of NFL. I watch NFL Live on ESPN. They don't even know what they're doing. They're creating little games to play until the season starts. But I'm sitting there watching them. And then the jump comes on. That's a basketball. I mean, yesterday, there's all kinds of news. Chris Paul leaves the Clippers. Yeah, the Rockets. Houston Rockets are trying to build a super team that can compete with the Warriors in the West. LeBron and Cleveland are trying to make moves to make their team better. You know who you never hear about? The Atlanta Hawks. Why are Aren't the Atlanta Hawks trying to build a super team? Half the NBA lives in Atlanta in the offseason. I do not understand why the – a couple of years ago I thought with this coach and the things – boy, they're really good. They signed Dwight Howard for one year? No, no, they signed him for three years. They but got then, him go. But, but then they trade him for these – I mean – Do they get scrubs for him or they, draft picks? They got, Guess who they're trying to get to go to Houston uh, to help out with Chris Paul and, John, and Harden now? Who? Uh, you got uh, um, uh, uh, um, Paul Millsap. You know that would be a huge pickup. Yeah, for them. you're gonna end up watching. You know, Kyle Korver was in the finals because he left the Hawks and he's on the Cleveland Cavaliers. Zaza Pachulia, whatever the old Hawk, he was on the Golden State Warriors. It's great to watch other people who used to play in Atlanta finally go somewhere and actually. Compete for and win rings. I, I don't know much about them right now in terms of their ownership. I know before the Atlanta Spirit was awful ownership, and that was a big part of the reason. But yeah. I don't know anything about the new guys. I just, I, why? Why? It's just going to be that there's only room for these superstars want to go any place where somebody legitimately shows that they're going to make a run for it. That's what it is now. And I know people get upset about this. 
about the way, oh, they're just jumping ship and all they want are rings. Well, here's the problem. You can blame reporters for that. Because in basketball, (laughs) unlike football, the respect for Dan Marino is very high in football. The respect for Jim Kelly is very high. The respect for Boomer Esiason is very high. But in basketball, the reporters over years are like, Charles Barkley, eh, okay, but he never won a ring. That's why this is happening, because for some reason in basketball, the reporting has been, if you don't win a ring, you're not really, really a superstar. Because the idea is, if you're that great, before we started having these super teams, you could carry a team to a championship. One player could do that. In football, it's harder. And LeBron did that once with the Clavaliers the first time around and got swept by Dallas. Yeah, it was bad. No, um, no, he played Dallas uh, when he was with Miami. He got swept by the Spurs. The Spurs, right. So he got swept by the – not swept by – he got beat by the Spurs twice, once with Miami and once with Cleveland, right? Right. So – yeah, so now these, these the, the, the best players in basketball have made it obvious over the last few years, we're going to go to teams who genuinely look like they're trying to put mm-hmm. together a super team. So why doesn't Atlanta stop rebuilding and start thinking about bringing in superstars? Is it and, money? Well, I don't know. How could they not have money? They haven't had a good team in years. Yeah, yeah. the Hawks actually are well below the salary cap. But the issue is, again, Dwight Howard, they thought that with him and Millsap that they would both – or that Millsap would resign and Dwight Howard was supposedly a changed guy. But apparently he was a cancer in the locker room, which is why they traded him. But now if Millsap – How did they not know that going in? It was his fourth team. They didn't know that. I think that the Hawks never get big names. Who owns the Hawks? Uh, there's uh, several people that own. Is them it now. still the Atlanta Spirit? It's not the Spirit. The Spirit sold them when the Thrashers went. You know to what? Winnipeg. That's okay. You know what? I think we've identified it. A, a committee cannot own a team well. The reason the, the the reason the teams that do well are pretty much owned by one person, aren't they? I don't. So yes. uh, uh, Dan Gilbert owns Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, that w- <laughs> the Clippers. I just bring it up just to say that wacko from Microsoft. You ever see him in the crowd? Mm-mm. Oh my God, he's insane! <laughs> what is that guy's name, Greg? The he was the second hand guy, second guy to Bill Gates in Microsoft. Is it Tim? Yeah, I know something? who you're talking oh, about. Uh, the one uh, uh, Steve um, Ballmer. Oh, what uh, a nut! Yeah, the impromptu n- pep rallies. Oh, he's so weird. I would leave that team if I was a player. You know, in the New York Yankees prior to 1964. We're always in the playoffs or always winning the World Series. 1964, CBS buys them. Mm. And so they could put them on all the time. So every Saturday or whatever, they carry the Yankees. Yankees didn't go to the playoffs from 1964 to 1976. Really? Yeah, yeah. it makes sense. Because there's a committee. After, Storm, Stormbrenner, after Steinbrenner bought the Yankees in the early 70s, right. he said, the Yankees are a storied franchise. I'm going to rebuild them. And, and he, he was a rich guy who loved the Yankees. Yes. Arthur Blank was a rich guy who loved the Falcons. Yep. Uh, now, they were owned by a family. What were they, Rankin Smith, the Smith yeah, family? Yeah. Um, uh, uh, yeah. But still, it's committee when it's a family. It's right. a Look committee. Look at Ted Turner. Yeah. And then when you know he was forced out of his company and Time Warner and the merger, uh, they took over. And then they sold to Liberty Media. Yeah. He's like, eh, Braves, okay, great. Yeah, yeah the, they won the, a World Series under his ownership. Uh, yeah, the, Bra- the the Braves are one element of Liberty Media's billion elements. I, and I, so you can't, you know, you need a guy like Arthur Blank. He's crushed by what happened in the Super Bowl, and he's got money, and so he personally wants to make it happen. But if he had somebody else in his head, might be going, you know, we could save a lot of money as, you know, for the whole thing, and we could, you know, if you go over time. He's like, no, I, I bought this team for one reason. I love football. I love Atlanta. I 
I love the Falcons, and I want them to win a championship. And so he's, you know, he may not ever get it, but that's what he's he's focused he's fo- on it from day one when Arthur Blank took over. The difference. Now I know that one Falcons team backed into the Super Bowl and they had that great year, but other than that. They had never had two winning years in a row, I don't think, in their entire history. Not until the Matt Ryan era. <laughs> right. And so, well, that was after that was uh, long the, after that, the long Super after Bowl. long after long after Arthur Blank took over. But the immediately you could see this was a guy who was gonna try to win. And so players would love to come in the NFL. If you go back 15 years, oh no, the Falcons got me. Now players want to go <laughs> and play with Matt Ryan and Julio Jones and this great defense they've assembled. You know, all you need is an owner and, and some initiative. That's all people need. That's all fans need. I don't care what the Falcons do. There isn't a fan of that team that doesn't know the owner isn't trying to win. That's it. You can't always yeah, win. Yeah, people, people love it, and man. A, and a team is going to lose. But when your team is losing and you don't even know what's going on on top and who who's running things, you know every time the Falcons lose – you don't want to be around Arthur Blank for two hours. That's like a real fan, right? When he when he's yeah. when they're winning, he's dancing in the locker yeah, room. Yeah, exactly. With the players, exactly. Yeah. And that's what the Atlanta Hawks don't. Mm. What? Who was? But oh, let's just get rid of. Why did you bring him in for a year? Who's the person who thought he was a changed See, man? I, I think we're the. I change. thought he played decently in the actual. Yeah, but playoffs. Eric, the, the Hawks did. changed their color scheme to that oh, ugly green. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, well, yeah. remember this: the the Hawks started really uh, going into their downward spiral when Danny Ferry was let go for that. He was yeah. the GM. Yeah, time. for some stupid can, thing because he wanted to have less rap artists come in. Right, he constructed that team, yeah. and then they let him go. He was a damn good GM, yeah. and then they made uh, Coach Bud the GM, and I think it's tough to be a player, a coach that, GM. He He's the one who said we want to have less of the hip-hop element. In that, the, was, that was that was Danny Ferry. And then they ra- ran him out on a Ran him out of town. Out that out wasn't town. Ferry, was it? It was Danny Ferry that said that. Yeah. And so Dan- what did the owner say? Is that the? There was one guy who said that, I thought. Uh, maybe it was an exchange, but, and then Danny Ferry, was Derry the Fanny, I think Derry, Derry Fanny, who said something about a player, <laughs> you know, a black player stealing or something. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. It was an email or something from him, and another guy said the rapper thing, and it would turn into yeah, right, yeah, the yeah. Oh, here's nobody can ever back up a second and go. What are the odds uh, that the national the major league basketball team in Atlanta, Georgia, is racist in 2015 when this is going on. Here it is. Here's None. The, Zero. The player they were looking at said, Ferry said on the voicemail, yeah, he has a little African in him. Not in a bad way, but he's like a guy who would have a nice store out front but sell you counterfeit stuff out the back. <laughs> that wasn't Which was one. bad. Okay, I mean, it's, it's terrible, an but email, he constructed but I mean, a good team. Yeah, I mean, so slap him on the wrist and make him go take a... Uh, I don't know. Those, a walk of attrition. The, no, those classes. Contrition. No, the classes. Oh, uh, the, sensitivity yeah, training. Yeah, whatever. And the guys put Meanwhile, if a player is beating his wife, but he's scoring points for you, all I got to say, the NBA, I, I feel like I've when I watch these things, I feel like the smartest professional athletes are NBA athletes, I think. They seem to really understand the game, business, how long they're going to be there, uh, they they are great at branding themselves. So many of them have brands outside of, and maybe it's because it's the type of sport where you're there. You're not wearing a bunch of equipment. You can see you. The dumbest, by far, in my mind, of major league athletes is major league baseball players. They are the dumbest. <laughs> Why I mean, do you say that? Uh, for, well, f- a lot of reasons. One is the whole concept of the unwritten rule. 
If it's unwritten, it's not a rule, and in reality, where gravity lives, that's a 100 percenter. What's the if unwritten a, rule? The run, okay, um, I can't if admire you, I can't admire a home run before I run the bases. Let's get out the rule book. Is uh, there any place yeah, that yeah. it says, you know, meanwhile, um, if, the, if the refs flag somebody for pulling their pants down after making a <laughs> touchdown, everyone writes, it's the no fun league. You know, in the NFL, <laughs> in the NFL, people are allowed to dance over a quarterback because they did their job and him. And in baseball, you're not allowed to admire a home run you're before showboating. You... No, but baseball's here's... hurting right now. But here's an idea. Hurting. Here's an idea. But uh, see, here's the thing. Here's the idea. You see, as a pitcher, if if you throw the ball in such a way that the guy doesn't hit a home run. He can't admire it. And that is an ethic that is completely understood in the NBA and in the NFL. You never what, – what is, why is it okay in the NFL to spike a ball after a touchdown, but it's not okay to admire a home run? I say it's let weird. him admire the home run, and if the pitcher gets mad, he can hit him with the ball. No, the pitcher should never hit him it's with part the ball. Of the game. That's the unwritten rule right it's there. The unwritten if, rule. if your pitcher gets hit, you can throw at their pitcher. Yeah. Here's the Von Hessler doctrine on that. If it's unwritten, it's not a rule, and if you are following – Following unwritten rules, you are an idiot every single time. It's anarchy. Craziness. Yeah, I'm going to throw a ball at a guy at 100 miles an hour. You should go to jail. 15 seconds. All right, then. If I only have 15 seconds left, I'll say, I love everybody, and we'll see you tomorrow. But get off my lawn. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.